Let's shift gears, go talk about Michigan State, man. Solid win uh, last night. Resume selection Sunday victory keeps you in the Big Ten title hunt. Anytime you can win on the road, you have a better chance at sharing or winning the Big Ten hoops title outright. Graham Couch from Couch in the Roof podcast. You can hear wherever you download podcasts. And also, uh, Lansing State Journal opinion maker. Twitter feed is solid. He's standing by the Meyer guest line and uh, it's not a solid win. That's a great victory for MSU last night. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the thing is, it, it was a win. I think in some ways they had to, they had to find a way to get because they had some advantages. Tyler Wall wasn't playing for Wisconsin. The students weren't back. Like Cole Center wasn't quite what it what it often is. Like there was an opportunity, and so I think there would have been some regret if you don't get it. Um, but. That place has been a house of horrors at certain times for Izzo over his tenure, not recently. but And um, the way they're finishing games, because I didn't even think they played all that well at times, but the way they finished that, the last four or five minutes, um, that's that's a theme now. They hit free throws. They make the big buckets. They got a lot of sweat equity. And uh, they got guys with, with poise. And they've got guys who are good enough, skilled enough, and have been through it. And that's how you win in college basketball. Ideally, you'd have like, you know, a Jaron Jackson style lottery pick on your roster too. And maybe if some of these guys stick around and next year's recruiting class comes in, you have a couple of those guys. But the, the thing that I think gives this team a shot is, well, I don't think they're going to overwhelm a lot of teams. I don't think there are many teams in the country, if any, that are going to overwhelm them when they're at full strength. And, uh, and, I, and I think we're seeing that. Yeah, and the Big Ten, uh, we'll find out when, you know, State, if they can beat Purdue, all of a sudden you're like, okay, hey, Michigan State may be the front runner uh, for the Big Ten uh, regular season title, if not share it with somebody. And again, on the road, uh, when you get a log jam like you have top to bottom, 10, 11 teams deep, uh, if not more in the Big Ten right now, it's going to be about getting those road W's. Yeah, and you've got one at Penn State already, too. That helps, although you lost the home game to Northwestern. Northwestern's not a bad team we're seeing. I do think one of the things that gives MSU a chance to be in contention, and if they lose to Purdue at home and Purdue you know, builds some separation, Purdue may be the team that wins this by a couple games. But if they beat Purdue especially, is that there are a lot of games when you don't have a lot of separation. What Michigan State has is a veteran guards, poised guards. Like they're going to win some games on the road that I don't think other teams are in a really bunched up league. And when you're talking about the difference between winning nine games and thirteen games in a league, or fourteen games being very small in terms of quality of team, that can be all the difference. Yeah, I could tell Izzo felt comfortable. It was going into the Michigan game and talking to him that I kind of can read him over the years, you know, 20-plus years, that uh, he likes his team. They got depth. They can come at you in different ways. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the Big Ten plays out. Uh, your thoughts on Mel Tucker's offseason. Uh, Graham, what do you like about it? What will help uh, Michigan State flip it and have a bowl season or an 8-4, and 9-3 and three mark this fall? Well, the, the thing that, that's I think he's done well is not settle in recruiting when he's lost guys, you know? So I think he has a very clear understanding of the level they need to play at uh, to compete and contend and not being willing to take guys that you don't think get you there. 
And so you sign a, a pretty small recruiting class to this point, you know, 14 high school kids, and and you, you go the transfer route with some other guys, and, and they may add some more before February. But you, you don't you don't pivot to guys you don't think help you. Now, you know, Mark D'Antonio did pretty well developing some guys that a lot of people didn't think would, could could play at the Ohio State's the world and whatnot. But um, I, I think so. I think that's been something he's done well. Um, you know, they have, when I, I know they lost some guys, but when you talk about nine four-star kids, that's above what I would have set the over-under for for this year in terms of expectation for a critical class. And you got to keep those kids and you got to develop them. And, and so we'll see. I, you know, I, I, I'd give it kind of a, 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 I mean, obviously recruiting classes, you don't know for a while, but I, I give it sort of a B the off season at this point. Um, you lose Marco Coleman, the defensive line coach, who I think was a pretty good coach. Um, they haven't landed like a five-star kid yet who really, you know, I mean, you go back to the the, the, the Saban era and, you know, there was, and granted these kids were local, so it helped, but you'd, you'd wind up with a, with a T.J. Duckett or a Charles Rogers or a kid where it, it really doesn't matter if you're playing Alabama or Ohio State or whoever, they're, they're going to get theirs, right? They're just that good. And so they haven't, I don't know if they've gotten that kid yet, and, and they need to at some point. Um, but they're on their way, to, I think, to, to increasing the talent on the roster. Because when you look at the final game of the regular season, they played an Ohio State team. That of their 22 guys that started, that 17 four-star kids. And Michigan State was, you know, less than half of that. And ultimately, you can say Ohio State or Penn State has not maximized who they are because Michigan had fewer than that. But but that's what you're, you need to play to. That's who you need to become talent-wise if you want to contend. And, and I think he's done a decent job uh, of, of sort of taking that next step. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, also co-host on Couch and the Rube podcast. You can find wherever you download podcasts. I did notice that the Spartan football recruiting page was retweeting a lot of the uh, Harbaugh tweets and stories connected to uh, a new contract or the NFL uh, what are you hearing, and what, what's the vibe in East Lansing about this Harbaugh situation? Yeah, it's interesting, because for a long time, I, I think Michigan State fans uh, wanted Harbaugh to stay. They, like, they, they were comfortable with what Harbaugh made Michigan's program, and that they could contend with, with or compete with that level and then win their, you know, their share of games, and, and that wasn't... And you can still say that, you know, Mel Tucker's won two or three and all that, but you know, obviously Michigan's program is at a place now where this is as good as it's ever been under Harbaugh, two straight Big Ten titles, the playoff appearances. Um, and, you know, I, 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 you know, I think that MSU wouldn't mind some instability <laughs> there right now as they try to, to try to grow. That always helps. Look, it helped Izzo build Michigan State, that Michigan fell off in basketball. It helped Antonio build Michigan State. Um, it, it always helps when you look like the school that's got it together uh, in, in the state, even if this isn't the only place you recruit. So I, I think from a, you know, uh, but then again, Michigan's also a place where, and I don't know if there's an obvious replacement right now, um, but Michigan's, uh, you know, a place where the, you can go get a recruit who scares you, or a coach who scares you more than Harbaugh too. So um, I, I, but I think overall that the opinion about Harbaugh has changed from two years ago um, people would love if Harbaugh had a lifetime contract at Michigan to 
if he moves to the NFL, that that's all for the better for MSU. That'll be interesting. Uh, there seems to be some internal strife with, uh, and it's not new news uh, between yeah. Manuel the AD and Harbaugh and. You would think, I mean, look how quick Michigan State moved when they feared losing Mel, and he had a 2-0 and record against Michigan, and they gave him one of the biggest deals college football at the time had ever seen, and Harbaugh's sitting here wanting to be paid. I, you know, ask him for saving money. you got to go get some national championship rings and trophies in the case, but I could see him saying, I deserve to be paid as high as anybody in the Big Ten, and the fact that you have to ask for it. That is, and now he's got an agent involved who can play hardball uh, with hardball and manual. Uh, but the fact that, at least from what my source is telling me, they're having to ask for these things and they're getting low-balled on a couple of offers, I, I believe if there's an NFL job he wants, uh, he's gone. Uh, that's where I think it's at right now. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, Michigan State was obviously in a, in a different place. They're a different program. They've got this sort of uh, scarred history with Nick Saban, where they they had been down this dance before, and, and they were they they feared that right. It was the the regret, the potential regret of losing a coach and having that repeat, and so you were paying the price to avoid regret and and, and take a shot, and that was worth the money. And plus, you had donors willing to to, to carry some of the weight of, of, of that contract. Uh, with Michigan, there's two things. One, it's Michigan. It's it's a place where it's a it's a it's a bigger brand. It just is in football, and so you you know you that you don't need to to bow to to any particular coach. But the flip side of that is you have the money in Michigan, and Harbaugh has done there what you haven't been able to do for nearly two decades. And so I I, I don't understand it. Like to me, at this point, I mean you know you can say Harbaugh is a weird guy and or whatever and. He, the, the, the bottom line is he, he has done at Michigan what exactly what they wanted to happen, and and you would think that would be worth the moon there. And it, it, it's a little bizarre that it hasn't happened. And, and if he leaves and it comes out he's lowballed, I, I don't think Ward Manuel's the AD all that much. Like people will turn on that. I mean, it, it, you just can't. As an AD, you, you're not that. Your main job as an AD, you're biggest job is to have the right football coach to hire the right football coach and sometimes that's just keeping the right football coach and uh i yeah i can't imagine that if, if jim harbaugh leaves and it comes out that it was ward manual sort of uh his response to what harbaugh wanted or or lack of uh connectivity with him or whatever being on the same page that caused some of it. I, I just can't imagine he's the AD in a couple of years. Yeah, and you can't blame him for Beeline uh, or the Michigan State hockey situation with Mel Pearson uh, or the lack of oversight there or uh, Backage taking a Clemson job, warmer weather, uh, high-profile baseball school. But, man, if you lose Harbaugh and you're losing all these coaches, like I said in my opening huge opinion today, Graham, that an AD – isn't the power broker at a school. He is the general manager of a team, if I could make the pro comparison to baseball, NBA, NFL. And I think I think Santa Ono from his tweet this morning uh, praising the coaches and the student-athletes, he didn't praise the AD, uh, and was going to meet with athletic, not the athletic department, but athletic support staff, uh, maybe get the vibe, the temperature. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's already injected 
himself into any more negotiations uh, with Harbaugh's agent, that he'll be a part of it, that he'll sign off on it. That would be my guess because if Ward Manuel, after what Michigan has been through trying to climb out of the political split with Rich Rod, uh, Brady Hoke, uh, Hackett steps in trying to save the day, Brandon, and they want to go back and have all this political garbage set the entire athletic department back? Are you kidding me? It, it, it could be catastrophic. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. No. It seems like, I, I mean, I, I don't get how this isn't, you know, it, it's not like there's not, you know, Michigan is, is of the have and have not in college athletics. Michigan is in the, you know, top percentile. There are just a few schools that have it like Michigan does. And, you know, it just doesn't make any, I mean, the, the, what the market value for Jim Harbaugh and what Jim Harbaugh means to Michigan is greater than he means to anybody. I mean, it, it just doesn't, I, I don't, I, I don't understand it. And, um, you know, and maybe there, there, there have to be, I, I just can't imagine that, you know, I mean, here's the one thing I will say. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is a strange bird. And I don't know, <laughs> you know, I could understand if, like, the, he's not reading the situation the same way somebody else is or something. Like, in other words, the, the, the money is there and the, the communication is just lines. I mean, Harbaugh is a strange communicator. So maybe there's something. I, could, I, I can't fathom it from just from a logic standpoint how you can be the athletic director there or, or in leadership and um, board of regents, whatever it is, and not make this a fairly large priority. Uh, his name is Graham Couch, Couch of the Roof Podcast. Uh, download it wherever you download podcasts. Lansing State Journal Opinion Maker. Also follow him. Solid Twitter feed. Uh, just search at Graham Couch, C-O-U-C-H. Graham, appreciate the conversation. Uh, we'll talk soon. Look forward to it, Bill. Take care.